This is something that God wants you to also know is when it seems like you're against all odds, if he is with you, no man can be against you. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the author of Why Life Hurts and co-author of Evangelism Made Simple. Hi, welcome back to In Grace. This is Jim Scudder, and we're coming to you from Lake Zurich, Illinois, uh, in the Chicago area, the northwest suburbs of Chicago. We're pretty far outside the city, so we still have a couple farm fields around us but uh, soon enough, they'll all be built up. Uh, wherever you're listening, and we broadcast to 550 radio stations around the country, and we stream to around the world, I hope that wherever you are, you're using today as an opportunity to serve the Lord, especially here on the first day of our work week, Monday. Sometimes it's a little hard to get started. Well, today, as we go into the Word of God and we study in Joshua chapter 1, a very important principle. If we can get this right today, then I think the rest of our week, the rest of our month, the rest of our year is going to be better. What we're going to talk today about is the first belongs to God. And this is a series we call First Fruits, and we usually do this in the fall. It's important as we gather our harvest, as we start to think Thanksgiving thoughts here in the United States, that we refocus on biblical principles. And there's an important one here that we're going to study today and for the next several days. Right before we get into that message, and I'm going to give you a funny story at the beginning about two boys and pancakes, so you want to listen for that. Let me also tell you how you can go to Israel within grace. Now, we have three up coming tours. There's two in 2024 next year and one in 2025. Now the two in 2024 are already sold out. So that leaves you February of 2025. If you're interested in going to Israel, I would love for you to come with myself, my wife and our team and show you the amazing land of Israel. You can find out more information on our website ingraceradio.com. Kevin, five years old, and his little brother, Ryan, was three years old. Mama was making pancakes. And they were both so excited that they were going to get pancakes, they could hardly wait until the first one was done. They also began to argue about who would get the first pancake. Mom saw a teaching moment. Aren't we grateful for moms? And she said, Kevin and Ryan, if Jesus were here, he would want his brother to get the first pancake. Kevin looked at Ryan and said, Ryan, you be Jesus. <laughs> it's the hardest thing in the world to wait. Because we want, this is just our flesh. This is just our nature that we're born with. We want to be first. We're smelling that pancake. And as we're smelling it, we're hearing it. We, we, we can taste it. And we want that first one. But mom was right. Jesus really would defer and say, you know what? I want to receive the blessing of waiting. I want, to, I want to receive the blessing of 
enjoying not only the pancake, but enjoying my little brother watching him eat that pancake. And that's the secret we're going to unlock today is this concept that the first belongs to God. It's very simple, but it's one of the hardest things for us to get through. And we might even be nodding in agreement here this morning, but when we leave this room, are we really practicing this? This is a very difficult thing for us to learn. But if we can learn this, we're going to unlock real, incredible, tangible blessings in life. And if we believe God, and if we believe his word, I believe after we've gone through this study this week and next, we will see the importance of giving God the first and also the best. We're going to look at the Old Testament today. We're going to look at the book of Joshua. Now, before we get into Joshua chapter 1, verse 1, let me preface everything I'm about to say by saying this. I'm going to refer to Joshua and his story, but don't confuse that I'm saying that we should believe that the church is receiving the blessings that God had in store for Israel. There are many pulpits and many preachers and teachers today that are popular that say the church has replaced Israel. That is not true. How do I know that is not true? Because we're in a study of the book of Revelation. And we notice that God is dealing once again with the nation of Israel in chapter 4. In chapters 2 and 3, we see the church, and the church is now gone. And that fits squarely with the prophecy in Daniel about the 70 weeks, and 69 have been fulfilled, and there's one week or seven years left. God isn't done with the nation of Israel. Romans 9, 10, and 11 shouts that God hasn't abandoned Israel. God's going to keep his promises to his earthly people. So I'm not saying, as we study through Joshua, that These promises to Joshua and to Israel are for us. But here's what I am saying. That God is still God, and these principles of God are still principles of God. They apply to us today in a little bit different way, not in a land, but in spiritual blessings. If you want to read about the blessings that God wants to give us, it may or may not be financial That's where prosperity gospel and that whole movement of charismatics mostly have gone wrong. And they say, God wants you to be rich. I think God wants you to be rich spiritually. And these are, actually, if we can get this, rich spiritually is so much better than rich financially. It is. I know a lot of rich people that are not happy. You say, well, you know, let me give it a try and I'll see what I can do with that. But the bottom line is, we know that's true, but we still seem to chase after materialism. And as a church and as Christians, if we can get this one principle that the first belongs to God, all of a sudden we're going to start thinking spiritually and yearn after those spiritual blessings that God has for us. But to understand that, let's go back to the story of Joshua. Now, the story of Joshua is pretty interesting. God had freed a land, a people, 
for a land. The descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are now in Egypt. They were saved from famine by Joseph. What man meant for evil, God changed that for good. And, and Joseph really saved his family and really saved the world uh, because he had stored up for the famine. And, and now they came down, uh, the family of Jacob or Israel came down and now lived in this land of Goshen. And they prospered and they became a, a large nation. And then they became a threat. And the Pharaoh enslaved them and worked them hard. And it was a horrible existence. But now God had used Moses to free the people of Israel. Now they could have immediately gone in and taken the promises, the blessings. God wanted them to have this land, this land that is flowing with milk and honey, right then and there. But because the people did not believe God's promise, they had to wait for 40 years. And they didn't go in, but now their children were going to go in. And although Moses couldn't go in because he didn't believe God at one moment of his life, his protege, Joshua, was going to be able to go in. So this is the big moment. This is God saying, okay, now is the time for you to go into Israel. Number one, this is so important. If you don't get this, you'll never unlock these blessings in your life, okay? Number one, everything comes from God. Everything comes from God. Joshua 1, 1 says, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, the Jordan River, thou and all this people, and unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. This land is God's. This building is God's. That chair you're sitting on is God's. The carpet that your feet are upon is God's. God made you. God made everything. So everything is God's. See? And, and this land that God wants to give the, the nation of Israel, it's his land. He owns it. He created it. He now has it for his people. Do you remember the story I told you about the dad and the little boy? The little boy said, Daddy, I want some french fries. I'm telling you, this happens in our life. We have the little grandkids in the back seat, and they know what the yellow M stands for. I mean, like when they were barely able to talk. McDonald's? And when they say, Gramps, let's get McDonald's, you can't say no. You can't say no. I remember being able to say no to my kids easily. That was no problem. <laughs> but Gramps, so this dad couldn't say no, and they went and they ordered french fries. And, and the dad said, you know what, if we're going to do this, let's do this right. So he got the supersize. Pulls out his wallet, pays for the french fries, they come out hot and salty, sit down at the table, and they're ready to eat. And the dad reaches out to grab one, and that little boy puts his arms around his french fries like a fort and said, 
my fries. <laughs> the irony of this, the dad started to think, what in the world? It was the boy's idea, but it was the dad that took the boy to the restaurant, walked in, ordered, ordered the large size, paid for it, brought it to the table. This little boy's 20 pounds. Dad's 160 pounds. Dad could go back up, put $100 on the counter, and bury the boy in French fries. It's not about a French fry, is it? What is this about? This is about a dad wanting the boy to invite him into the blessings. That's what your father wants of you. But there you are with your scrawny little arms protecting your little french fries. You say, well, that's not me. But it is us. That's what we do. This is God's. I mean, this is, this is his. So we, we have to start there. If we are going to say the first belongs to God, we have to say it all belongs to God, right? We have to say that. Everything comes from God. Embark on a journey to explore the inspiring story of the Exodus within grace. Call now for your free Exodus map, 800-78-GRACE. This map depicts the route of the Israelites during their escape from Egypt. When you give $35 or more, you'll receive the Exodus map and our brand new video series, Exodus Found, where Jim Scudder Jr. retraces the Exodus in Egypt and Saudi Arabia, diving into the Red Sea to uncover evidence of the miraculous crossing. For those giving $250 or more, you will get the complete Exodus package, the map, the video series, and a beautiful, exclusive 16 by 20 canvas print showcasing the miraculous Red Sea crossing. And from now until the end of the year, a generous donor will be doubling all gifts. To get these limited-time exclusive materials, call 800-78-GRACE or visit ingraceradio.com or write to InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Number two, in verse three of Joshua 1, it tells us every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon and I have given unto you as I said unto Moses. Isn't this interesting? Now, this is something that blew me away when we were in Israel. They've noticed that if you look at a satellite map, you can see large footprints in Israel. And they all seem to be pointing in the same direction. It's like the footprints of God almost. We've been following the footsteps of Joshua and his conquest of the land now called Israel. Our tour guide is Dr. Scott Stripling, the director of the largest archeological dig in Israel, Shiloh. We started at Jericho, racing in on Camelback. Scott said the battle for the Bible begins at Jericho. For decades, some have said that the evidence at Jericho does not fit the Bible, so the Bible is wrong. But Scott and Dr. Bryant Wood showed us the real evidence, and that confirmed the Bible. Our next stop was Joshua's next stop. We zoomed in above the ruins of the fortress city of Ai, but decided not to try to drop in, taking a van and walking instead. 
I was also used for many years to say the Bible was wrong. But the Bible was right and some archaeologists were wrong. The excavations at Kerbet el Makutter fit precisely with the biblical description of Joshua's eye. Today we do as Joshua did, go north, and our route will follow some amazing and mysterious giant footprints. Buckle in, this is going to be a wild ride. Okay, Dr. Scott Stripling, we are opening our cheesy pilgrim map. <laughs> and we're gonna try to plan out our third day, our third episode for the conquest of Joshua. Now, we're going to be moving up to Mount Ebel. Right. And that's gonna be the last part of our show, but what are we gonna see there? All right, when we get to Mount Ebal, we're going to see Joshua's altar there. And so this is an incredible synchronism between the archaeological data and the biblical text. And a really cool place to be and just imagine the scene there. Oh, sure. But before we do, we're going to talk about Gilgal or Gilgalim, mm -hmm. which is the encampment that when they went to conquer Jericho, they went to Gilgal. So is that a geographic location or, as Adam Zertal believed, mm could be these footprint structures that we're finding and we're standing at one right now. Right. Well, we don't know for sure, but my sense is that these were probably campsites, a series of them, so it could be both. I mean, these encampments could have been tribally, so each tribe encamping at one. This is the largest of the footprint sites here, and maybe the largest tribe was here. And the footprint would be significant if God is saying, everywhere your foot sets down on the land, yeah. I will give you. Sure. This is intriguing. This is interesting. There's a lot more study and research that has to go on. But a footprint and a series of footprints as they take the land that God right. promised them. Well, if we can date this to the series of the conquest, then it's amazing. We've got an altar here in the middle of it. We've got a large enclosure, and it seems to match pretty nicely. All right, well, we got our plan. All right, let's go. Pretty amazing stuff, isn't it? These footprints, and one of them was around that altar on Mount Ebel, the altar of Joshua. So either way, I, I just found that intriguing and interesting. But the bottom line here is God tells Joshua, everywhere you put your foot will be yours. Number three, when you're moving forward, you're going to be blessed. But when you veer off, it is dangerous. Look at Joshua 1.5. It says, there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life, as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. By the way, can you imagine this young leader, how scared he would be right now? Man, I'm telling you, how could I possibly do this? This is such a monumental undertaking. Bringing this people, they, they are untrained and conquering a land of well-fortified cities. You know, when we, when we filmed in Jericho, we're going to show you a little clip of that in a minute on something they found in Jericho, but these were really heavily fortified, massive Canaanite walls. I mean, this is, this is like, uh, you know, a teeny little country trying to conquer a massive, uh, well-fortified, well-armed country. This is just impossible. So, so God continues to encourage Joshua I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage. And I think we can take this to, to heart. This is something that God wants you to also know is when it seems like you're against all odds, if he is with you, 
no man can be against you. Be of good courage, for unto this people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. God keeps his promises, folks. Let's believe that. Let's move forward for God. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Here is the kicker. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left. Stay on course that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. Keep moving forward, but keep moving in the direction that I have told you to. How do we keep ourselves from spinning out of control? How do we stay doing what God wants us to do when it's so easy to veer? Well, that's the thing. Here's, here's how I think you'll be able to survive when that tricky situation happens. I had a lot of my life uh, learned you know, certain techniques when you're driving. A lot of people, as soon as they start sliding, would hit the brakes, and that's just gonna spin you, right? So you don't hit the brakes. You may even accelerate a little bit if it's front-wheel drive, and you steer toward the, the direction that you're sliding. And somehow, I'd done that enough in life, I got out of this situation. So it's knowing what to do. How do you know what to do? It's when people will help you and teach you and warn you and experience, right? So how can we be warned from veering off in, in understanding this concept that the first belongs to God? Here's the bottom line, being warned of the dangers. What's gonna pull you off? Materialism. And we're gonna stop there and talk a little bit more tomorrow about materialism and some stats that I found and how much we spend on certain things. But we need to be careful and we need to learn by experience and wisdom not to spin out of control and you know stay on the road for the Lord. And, and a really important part of life is giving financially. And so to understand the principle, the first belongs to God is such an important principle and that will keep us on the road. So again, more about this tomorrow in our series, First Fruits, as we are into the month of November, we're talking about Thanksgiving at the end of this month and uh, thanking the Lord for all that he's done. And I think one of the greatest ways to thank him is to give to him. I also want to mention that we have a really neat resource for you that you can only get here at InGrace. So on Friday, you've been hearing the last few weeks and the next couple of weeks, the series Exodus Found. And we went to Egypt and Saudi Arabia, and we went exploring for the route of the Exodus, the real route of the Exodus, the real crossing point, the real Mount Sinai. And so what we've developed is a series of resources that will help you really understand this and so that you can really understand that we serve a God of miracles and a great God. So the first resource is a map. It's a, a map and a chart, really. It's color, it's trifold, and on the front, it has the full map of Egypt, the Sinai Peninsula, Canaan, and Saudi Arabia, where I think Midian is. And it also has different things on the map that show you the route that I think they went. On the back is a full guide of all the facts and all the evidence that we found. And I wanna send this to you. I think this will be really neat for you to have to study and to be a guide as we go through the Exodus Found series. This is absolutely free. All you have to do is contact us here at InGrace. Call 1-800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. Now, those of you that wanna give a gift and support InGrace, I have the full 
four-part Exodus Found video to send you, as well as the map. And then some of you said, hey, I want to give a lot more. So if you give a gift of $250 or more, we're going to send you the map and the video series and a beautiful canvas print of the parting of the Red Sea, beautiful artwork of Moses and the parting of the Red Sea. I want to send all this to you as my thank you for your generosity to make sure we stay on the radio. And right now, we have a matching gift campaign. So whatever you give is doubled. Contact us today. Call now for your free Exodus map, 800-78-GRACE. When you give $35 or more, you'll receive the Exodus map and the video series Exodus Found. For gifts of $250 or more, you will also receive a beautiful, exclusive 16 by 20 canvas print showcasing the miraculous Red Sea crossing. Also, a generous donor is matching all gifts until the new year. Call 800-78-GRACE. Visit ingraceradio.com or write to InGrace, P.O. Box 9. Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on In Grace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. In Grace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio. Radio.